1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Hey, hey! Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. Oh, good Lord. Yes, I did that. Actually, jump around, jump around, Zach. jump, jump, jump around. Wow. Okay. Way to go along with it. I appreciate it. Hey, you, you, you lay out the path. I'm going to walk across hey, it. Hey, you know what? That I always say this. If you open a door, somebody's going to walk in. Tick-tock. Tick-tock, baby. Tick-tock. Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. We are the number one professional wrestling show in Vegas and just doing pretty well overall in terms of a radio show. Are our ratings up as high as Raw's? Uh, I don't know about that. They should be. Um, I'd have to see what the... I forgot what the overall number was. Because we're under new creative control as well. Now, we didn't <laughs> we, we didn't get 2.2 million people listening to the show. That yeah, we know of. That we know of. It could be. They don't all have the little We're big in Malta. Yep, we're, we're big everywhere. The Maldives. Sorry, not Malta, but the Maldives. Maldives yes. <laughs> yeah, we got to get somebody in Malta. Let's make a phone call. Uh, but we appreciate you tuning in. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I'm Mark Hoke. The what? What color is that? Sea green. It's it's it, yeah. We'll go with sea. Sea green. New York Mets. Daryl Strawberry jersey. That all those words just don't go together. I don't know what it is. Sea green. New York Mets. Daryl. No, it was their spring. That, it was their spring training St. Patrick's Day jersey. So you just wore it because you got drunk. Yeah, basically. Okay, fair enough. And, of course, Joe DeFalco on the line from Future Stars of Wrestling here in Las Vegas. Mr. DeFalco, how are you this morning? You know, just call me the Scoop Master, that's all. We called it. We called it. I I, I think we should be, you guys, I, I didn't say it, so I, I, I can't take credit for that one. But I think that you guys should be very proud of yourselves because you absolutely nailed it. I told you that the calls should be Sasha, Naomi, and Mr. Cross. Yeah, I said the Fiend should get the call, but it hasn't happened yet. Not yet. But if guys, if there is any doubt that there is a new sheriff in town in World Wrestling Entertainment. And his name is Richard Hammond. Y'all be cool, you hear? Oh, sorry. That was 48 hours. Jeez. Paul Levesque has is starting to reshape world wrestling entertainment in the in his visage his wife's visage not pops as the Vince McMahon era I think I is can we can we say it's done is that a fair statement guys anybody I, I think it is uh you know Vince is always going to be lurking but he's proven that he's come in and he's going to do what he feels uh, is is best for business, you know. And 
You know, he needs one more call to make, and that's to me. And then once he does that, everything will be in place. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for lack of a better term, how screwed is theory now that uh, Vince McMahon is no longer there? I think he's dead in the water. I mean, I won't say dead in the water. He still was an NXT guy, but he is going to get put down the rung of the, the rungs of the ladder a little bit. I mean, are they going to treat it's, him like Otis and take away his money in the bank? I don't know. That That's an interesting question. But I, I guess we ought to kind of lay the foundation a little bit of exactly what we're talking about with Triple H taking over this whole thing. Of course, Vince McMahon retired a couple weeks ago out of the company due to scandal with all these dalliances that he had and payouts and, and everything the $14 else. Million of missing WWE money. Yeah, and... You know, so his son-in-law, Mr. Triple H, Olivec, has taken over creative and talent relations. Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, is now the CEO of the company. And everybody was waiting to see, well, are they going to change anything? You know, we'll find out. Yeah, they're changing a lot. I mean, we're seeing all of the, the NXT. Of course, he was running NXT, got thrown out of there. Vince took it over. The The good old boys network was running NXT. They turned it from the black and gold brand to the splotcho paint. Technicolor brand. puke. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Don't even know what to call that. And now all of a sudden, a lot of those people that had been either released or pushed aside that had come up from NXT that Triple H developed are now getting put into the forefront. Ciampa, uh, who is Tommaso Ciampa, is now the number one contender for the United States titles. He gets two big wins, including a win over AJ Styles. We have Kerry. He may even get a first name. Yeah, that would be, that, that would be the biggest. Uh, is that what's oh, bigger, getting a title or getting your first name back? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Vince didn't want anybody using their real names anymore because he was mad about Keith Lee going to NX, or going AEW and being Keith Lee. So no one was allowed to use their real names anymore. So, like, for example, theory be- Austin Theory became Theory. Matt Riddle became Riddle. Yeah. You know, and just all the names got chopped out. Well, of course, now we've seen Ciampa get a push. Dakota Kai comes back. Io Sky, who was Io, Io Shirai in NXT, was a longtime women's champion in there, getting a push with Bailey now. we And then, of course, this call, which I think caught everybody – off guard, even though a few of us here in the studio of Brilliance here on KDWN saw it coming as Karrion Cross and Scarlett show up at the end of SmackDown last week. And the key part, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the key part of that sentence was and Scarlett. Yes. Of course, Scarlett, the last time around, because what if you if you didn't know the last time around when Cross was a longtime NXT champion, was brought up, he was a badass. Tough guy, mauling everybody. Wearing a stupid mask. And comes up, and they put him in a gladiator outfit with a stupid helmet, and he loses to Jeff Hardy in two minutes on his first match on Raw, and it killed him. And then he gets released. Well, he's back, and he comes out, clobbers Drew McIntyre, just bouncing his head off the steps steps like a basketball. I mean, that was... We, we you know we talked about that bad NXT match. That's how you do a basketball thing. <laughs> dribble, 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 shoot, boom. And and then the hourglass is put down by Scarlet 
in the ring in front of Roman Reigns, and, and it was done perfectly. No, they didn't have to say anything. No, so I it, I think it's pretty clear at this point. And and by the way, other thing too is we're hearing that the words, the the dirty words that Vince had, you know, like wrestling and wrestler, and are, strap are all gonna be okay again. So somebody used kill. Yeah. So we have a situation now where things are completely changed in WWE and a lot of people tuned in whereas Raw had kind of been hanging around around 1.6 1.7 viewers and you know there may be a curiosity factor but they did 2.2 million people for last week's episode second on cable I think it was they usually run first or second they lost to a Yankees Mets game and Dynamite did well too they were fifth Overall, last week, uh, it was the Yankees-Mets game, Raw, uh, Formula One, 90-Day Fiance, and then <laughs> the AEW Dynamite. Welcome, welcome to America, baby. But, but guys, this is, I think, a, a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. And, and, Fish, let me start with you. Just your overall impressions of, you know, seeing all these changes at WWE – where is this going to take pro wrestling and world wrestling entertainment? The shackles are off, and it's very reminiscent of the mid-90s with WCW now versus WWE because back then Vince didn't have the, the same kind of controlling shackles that he had. He, he didn't completely put down his own product, you know what I'm saying, hold down his own product. And now I think that there's, there's a freedom there. I think there's, I think some people are going to suffer because there are some certain people like Omos that got pushed by Vince McMahon that aren't going to get a push anymore, and that's a better thing for WWE. I think that you're going to see them pr- push people who are worthy of a push, who who can hold the main event or, or upper levels, and people who aren't worthy are not going to be seen. Joe, what are your thoughts about all this exciting direction that WWE is taking? Well, you know, besides looking forward to uh, the new Universal Champion, Happy Corbin, you know, uh, <laughs> obviously, you know, Triple H kind of showed what his vision was by doing the NXT and, and, and kind of got universally praised for that. So now now he's got the main roster. So, you know, little by little, he's going to change out things. And, you know, he's not blind. You know, there's certain things he knows that he had to get past Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon with. And now, you know, it's not going to be shut down. He's going to do what he wants. You know, they always talk about how the writers, you know, Vince McMahon loves his poopy humor. And, you know, you always got to throw in stuff and, and try to keep Vince happy. But, you know, now you don't have that anymore. And then they've also talked about giving, you know, the freedom and promos to a lot of the talent, you know, and, that 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 is necessary. Maybe there's certain guys that might be able to speak, but the way they're given their scripts and things like that, they come across as you know they're not good on the microphone, and, and maybe they really are. So, and I and I think with everything he's doing, it also makes the workplace environment a little more fun to come to work instead of you know when Cross has to come to work and they say, hey, we got this great idea, we got this gladiator helmet that you're going to wear. You're kind of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be great. And, you know, you either have to accept it or be like Keith Lee did and, you know, trying to be JYD light with the, the Bearcat gimmick. And, you know, now there's complaints and now you're considered a, uh, a 
poor employee because we're giving you an opportunity. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't like the idea? Well, who cares what you like? We're paying you. Do what we say. So now I think people feel like they might actually get a fair shake. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'll and I'll say one thing, especially on the promos. WWE just had those so scripted, like a soap opera. And now, you know, one of the things that always made wrestling great, and one of the things that has really made AEW All Elite Wrestling stand out, is that they give their performers the freedom to be themselves and sink or swim. You know, and we've seen some of them sink and some of them swim. And now you kind of get the feeling that that they're going to Triple H is going to take it back to that philosophy where everybody's going to get to be themselves a little bit more. And you're always more natural. I mean, if we came into the studio and had everything scripted of what we were going to say, we would sound like a bunch of automatons. It would be terrible. Yeah, I, you I, know. So we we get the chance to be or we we be ourselves, no matter if good good, bad, or indifferent. And with giving these people a chance to do that, it can it creates a more authentic experience. You know, if I if I'm if I'm cutting a promo saying, I'm going to get you, Roman Reigns, I think that you are a very bad person. Instead of me saying, you know what, Roman Reigns, I'm sick of you running around with these two belts. I'm coming for you. I'm taking those titles off your waist. We're going to take the bloodline. And, and you just go and be you. Be you. And, and I feel so happy for the performers in WWE that they're going to finally get the chance to do that. And I think the other thing, and this is one of our biggest complaints, it always seemed that the writers had no direction. They were they would write a match or write a storyline that had they didn't know where they were going to go with it. I think now they have it plotted out a little more. Like when they had a certain person, whoever it was, whether it was Otis back in the day winning in the briefcase, they were, what the hell are we going to do with him now? He's got the case. Now I think they have it plotted out. Okay, he's going to win this and this is going to happen. And they, they have a direction with which they want to go with the story, which I think is going to make it much better. I think AEW is a little nervous now because I think they actually have some competition from WWE. I think before they were like, no one wants to work there. I mean, they want to work there because it's the WWE and they're getting a lot of money. But we have, we can offer something that they can't, and that's the better work environment. I don't think they can offer that anymore. That, that, that I don't think that they have that that WWE doesn't anymore. Yeah, Joe, do you feel that same way? Uh, I think Tony Khan's ego doesn't make him feel that. I think he thinks that he's the be-all, end-all. You know, he is the longest-reigning CEO in professional wrestling. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) You know, and I'm I'm just curious. So, what? you know, what what do the powers be in WWE? Think about MJF, for example. Like, are they as high on him? Is Triple H as high on him? Because now he's going to be the one making that final decision. You know, or does he feel that that in-house that he has, you know, everything he needs? And, you know, moving forward, it was like, you know, me and my kid, we were sitting around like, hey, who's available? You know, who are the guys that haven't re-signed that are Triple H guys? And, you know, I I forgot about, say, Bray Wyatt, but it was like, hey, Braun Strowman, that, that, that makes him an opportunity to come back. You know, Road Dog, that's his boy. You know, Dexter Loomis. You know, there's a, there's not a lot of guys that were that Triple H regime that all signed Johnny Gargano. You know, all these guys love that was Triple the name. H. That was the name you I was know. thinking was Gargano. Yeah, and Dexter so Loomis's right. name has come up too, and and you know that wouldn't befuddled me. I could not understand why they let him go. You know, it just didn't make any sense to me. And you know, and you're also hearing things like Kevin Owens is being held back right now. They're putting plans together for him. 
And you know, you start going down the list of names of and really, really quickly, not to interrupt you, but because the two names that have come to my mind really quickly are Sasha and Naomi. And we've heard all, all sorts of rumors. Do we know what, what's true and what's fat, what's fiction yet? I haven't heard confirmation they're back, but I think they're going to be back. Okay, the women's tag team uh, titles know, are coming uh, back. Fact is Naomi takes the six foot rule when it comes to pictures that people paid a hundred dollars for yesterday. Yeah, they were. That was funny. They were actually did a public appearance and they were doing a six foot rule with them. I don't know. You know, maybe just making sure they don't get COVID before they come back to yeah, WWE. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but but Bo I. Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas, better be coming back. Put that belt on him. <laughs> You know, but, but I believe it, baby. Believe, you know, put him in with Eva Marie and we're good to go. <laughs> no, you think of God, you two. Right, right after, right after we get if, Dominic's heel turn. If they ever have a mixed tag team championship, just make it Eva Marie and Dominic Mysterio. We're going to call it the evil Dominic. We're going to, we're going to call it the Joe and fish team. By the way, this is Mark you Hoke know. on the Mark Hoke show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM along with Andrew fish fame. You can follow him on Twitter at the fish 1969 and Joe DeFalco from future stars of wrestling. You can follow them at FSW Vegas on Twitter as well. So there you go. You know, I'm just curious now, uh, are they going to drop this whole three year Dominic Mysterio finally going to turn heel or are they going to finally pull the trigger? That's what I'm pretty much intrigued with. I think it, I, I honestly think it depends on what they do with Judgment Day. If they decide to destroy Judgment Day, I don't think it happens. If they keep Judgment Day going, I think Dominic joins Judgment Day, and that's when he turns heel. Yeah, we'll see. I, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, but, you know, who knows? But, you know, another name that, that has come up this week in WWE is Shayna Baszler, who, of course, was another NXT superstar who was dominant? Longtime champ was killing it. Came up to the main roster, was put in the elimination chamber matches, which is where they put six people inside the cage and they have the pods and everything and let them go one by one. And she, when the first time in that match, mauled everybody. It wasn't even funny. She might as well have just been a lawnmower and just turned everybody into clippings. And then all of a sudden, and they made her a comedy tag team with Nia Jax. Basically, they, Vince killed it for some reason. Didn't like her. And I and you know you almost wonder if Kevin Dunn had something to do with that because you know we heard all the stories about Kevin Dunn saying oh Becky Lynch isn't attractive enough, enough yeah. to be a women's champion and AJ Lee she's not sexy enough to be the women's champion and you know and I just thought of that I almost wonder if that was the same thing that Kevin Dunn said to Vince she's not attractive enough she's an unbelievable wrestler former MMA artist friends with Ronda Rousey was had the rocket strapped to her and then just all of a sudden it went poof and I wonder if Dunn killed her too. I wouldn't have it wouldn't surprise me because it makes perfect sense because and I'm not telling tales out of school here, but she's not the most attractive, but it doesn't matter. She's freaking brilliant. She's terrific in the ring. Absolutely. And that's what you need. The, the matches that she had with Rhea Ripley down in NXT, wow. I mean Andre Giant Andre the Giant wasn't exactly, you know, Adonis. Yeah. I mean, Hell Adrian Adonis wasn't Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian put a little weight at the end. Just a little. Just a little, he yeah, says. I'm, I'm going Adrian Adonis mode. I think I need to turn that around. But you're you're seeing the influence of Triple H and all the people that he developed. And, boy, I just wonder if he's sitting around saying, yeah, Vince, you, you took everybody and threw my guys in the garbage can. Well, guess what? Guess what? These are the people that you want to see. I, I can say this, honestly, when, that I loved watching NXT back then. I really did. The NXT takeovers... 
you know, you'd have a week where you'd have a WWE premium live event, and I would, I didn't worry about it. I wanted to see TakeOver. The, the TakeOvers were the best shows by so, far. You know, so, you know, maybe Vince didn't see them as sports entertainers, but they are damn good wrestlers. And I think we're going to get a dose of that here real soon. It's pretty exciting. It, it is. I, I just think there is going to be some people, like I said, and almost is the first name that came to mind, that you're not going to see anymore. Yeah, Theory's in trouble. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of looking down the list. Uh, I, I don't think Theory's in trouble. I think Triple H was one of the first guys that really was part of the reason why he got went to NXT. He was he was totally involved in, in Theory getting signed. Now, whether he feels that now is the right time for him, that's a different story. But, uh, you know, I think Theory is a guy who's definitely going to be continued to be focused on, but you know, we'll see. Obviously, Cross is in the main event. Like, you want to make a splash, they they made a splash. It's like they put this guy, you know, at the top of the mountain immediately. It's like they had the entrance video. They had Scarlet. And, you know, hopefully they're going to, because we know, you know, hopefully they're going to give him the microphone. And he can. That was, that was his main trait that got him signed everywhere. And it was like even with NXT, they made him a monster, but they made her do the talking. So it'll be interesting to see if they unleash uh, Cross to the world, uh, you know, because he is tremendous on the microphone. So, but just the fact that they brought Scarlet back to me bodes well for Cross. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, whether they brought her back or not, they brought him in to destroy Drew McIntyre. I think that you know shows the pecking order that he's just jumped over pretty much ninety. 90- Eight percent of the roster in one moment, and and that's how it is. You know, you want to make a star. You know, you can only make one first impression. And he comes back, and now people are looking at him as, oh crap, he just laid out Drew and put the thing out to Roman Reigns, and it's like, you know, who would have thought a month ago? Like, yeah, they're going to bring back Cross. Everybody was like, yeah, they'll bring back Cross, but nobody thought. Holy cow, immediately he's, you know, maybe causes through a uh, clash in the castle or whatever. Uh, and then you see rumors already about Raw wanting back a, a new, their own champion. So there's a lot of rumors going around, whether it's through or even Cross, that they're going to become new champions. Yeah, we got about two minutes to break. Um, one other thing, and then we kind of wrap this up, is you now have also you have the situation with Gunther, as Intercontinental Champion is going to be facing Shinsuke Nakamura, another Triple H guy, in what should be some really hard-hitting matches if they get in a series. You got Bobby Lashley as the U.S. Champion, and you know them running a piece about you know the history of the U.S. title and how prestigious it was. I think we're also going to see a stress on building those titles back up as well. And as opposed to them just being something everybody was passing around, it, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and having, I think, I think Champ has a chance to actually upend Bobby Lashley as U.S. Champion. Those are going to be fun matches. That is good. Lashley and Champa and Shinsuke and um, Gunther and Gunther are those are going to be hard hitting, terrific wrestling matches. Well, don't forget about Ricochet. That's another guy that. Yeah. Was- a Triple H guy, and and for some reason Vince, you know, didn't really care about him. So, and, and they made him look good on Friday night too with the win over Happy Corbin. Yep. So, 
And then the, punting the football into the audience. The landscape has changed. All right, we are going to be headed to break here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, Talk Las Vegas, best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We thank you for joining us here kdwn.com all around the world we love it thank you so much guys we're going to come back we're going to talk about woo rick flair oh good and a little aew stuff too so stick around we'll be right back This is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN. Oh, wait, wait, we're back? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hello. Yay. Hey, lady. 1015 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. Best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am the aforementioned one, Mark Hoke, along with Andrew Fishfain. That's me. Who will be, of course, back on SportsX Radio. Actually, be you and I. I'm the fish tank. Just you Believe and in the process. I. Doing some sports together. Monday I, night. I, I promise I won't sing like that. That's right, because you can't. You can't. So join us uh, at 8 p.m. tomorrow night, Pacific time. We'll be talking some sports with you, of course, Joe DeFalco. And, you know, guys, I would be neglectful if I didn't mention a great new sponsor of the show and an amazing way to get out of that 9-to-5 grind. Look, we all know times are tough. The economy is in the tank. Gas prices are up. Grocery prices up. It just sucks out there. So why sit around and not do anything about it? Get into automated day trading. This is awesome. Trading Made Easy has automated day trading software. They train you how to use it. You go to these free webinars, learn about it. They'll take you through it. And all you got to do is turn it on for a few minutes a day, hit the right times of trading, and boom, off you go. And you're putting extra money in your pocket and can even put enough in your pocket that maybe you can quit that job and hang out with the family a little bit more and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, so you know, it, wow. I, so all I ask you guys to do, take a couple minutes and head over to tradingmadeasy.com. It's so easy that they you don't need two e's in there. Tradingmadeasy.com. Go sign up for a free webinar right now, right? And you can sit down and make a little extra coin 
And uh, you can also, of course, uh, give them a call at a certain number. And if I wouldn't have lost my read, I could tell you what that number is. <laughs> that is funny. I apologize. I'll get that for you in one second. But once again, it is tradingmadeasy.com. Of course, James does a show here on KDWN as well. And uh, you can call that number at 800-971-4160. 800-971-4160. Once again, that is 800 800- 971-4160. What's that number again? <laughs> well, we said it three times. That's enough, but we'll do it one more time just for you, Fish, because you're slow. 800-971-4160. That's trading made easy. There you go. Boys, Ric Flair did that last match. Woo! Woo. Yeah. Oh, woo. dear Lord. He should have kept his last <sighs> match being the last match he had prior to that one. <laughs> prior to that. Yes. Can we please... Rick, why just rewind? Somebody tackle him after WrestleMania with the WrestleMania match with Shawn Michaels and say, "Don't do it again." I mean, I don't think he can. But did he destroy his legacy or hurt his no, legacy at all with that match? I think we all kind of knew. Not, it was not coming. at all. You know, Muhammad Ali, Larry Holmes, they all came back for that last fight, and everybody said the same thing after the fact. Bottom line, it was the. Uh, Highest grossing independent wrestling show in in forever. Yeah, they made a ton of money, and it was it was a great card, no question about that. But Rick just you know heard rumors he was hurt going into it, um, but it just was a twenty seven minute debacle. Yeah, it just wasn't that good. And Rick, by the time the match was about two thirds of the way over, was lying on the mat. And couldn't get going again. Uh, I was scared that he was going to die in the ring. Look, I think that's what a lot of people were worried about. Of course, Rick had a lot of health problems. Had the kidney failure. Had the the issue. You know, four heart surgeries and a pacemaker put in. So this is a seventy three year old guy getting into the ring with a pacemaker. I'm about to say seventy three year old guy who has has had no surgeries shouldn't be getting in the ring. And Rick, they had a finish at I the think end. That would or, increase the buys. <laughs> wow! Everybody rooting for Ric Flair's demise. So you, watch hockey, you watch a hockey fight. You watch Ric Flair. You know you've seen it on WCW. I didn't. I didn't see it. But it was, my kid was telling me it was like he did a spot where he feigned having a heart attack where Jay Lethal uh, was checking on him and he poked him in the eye. I, I find that hilarious. Yeah, that was... yeah but the, the match itself was just about unwatchable. Yeah, the the end was just. I mean, Rick was Rick was shaking in the ring, and they the finish was supposed to be that he was going to knock put Jeff Jarrett in a figure four leg lock and knock him out with brass knucks. He couldn't put the brass knuckles on. He, he manages to get him in the figure four leg lock and then just flopped on the mat. Both are, you know, he hit him and then down he went. And they were both laying there. They counted Jared out, but they didn't count Rick out, even though he was had his shoulders down too. And, of course, Rick had to blade, you know, which, you know, of course, cutting himself open. So he bled and... Of course, that's iconic with he Ric Flair. He like the a blood, stuck pig. You know, with the blood in the, in the blonde locks. And it just was not a lot of fun to watch. And I think a lot of people were really, really concerned watching that match, hoping that something wasn't going to happen to him as that match went on. It just wasn't. Mm. And, I, and of course, Andrade kind of had to hold back because you don't want to you don't want to overshadow. Oh, exactly. Rick. You know, and 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 Jarrett did it. Jarrett Lethal did a good job carrying the match along too. Jarrett, 
You know, knows you can say what you want about Jeff Jarrett, but he knows how to present psychology in a ring and keep things going at the right pace. He did a lot of stalling, so Rick would have a chance to recover. It the guys did the best they could, but can we please can not we do please that again? Not have any Luthez did it. Now Rick did it. Can we just say when you're 73? Yeah, like I, I don't want to see Ricky Steamboat have another match now. No, I mean I didn't like when Boogie Woogie Ma- Jimmy Valiant still wrestling in his 70s. How bad is he? I don't know. I've never really seen it, but I see this guy still being booked place. He just turned 80, by the way. Who? Jimmy Valiant? Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant, and yes. he's still wrestling. He pops in every once in a while. Oh, good he's lord! Still wrestling. There's another guy, Mike Jackson who wrestles like GCW and Ring of Honor, and he's another one. He's he's in his mid-70s, and, and people seem to say he can still work. So, aren't, you know. Aren't the Rock and Roll Express near that near that age, too? Uh, Ricky Morton's got to be in his 60s. Yeah, he's in his 60s. I know that. Yeah, they're wrapping up. They're supposedly doing their going away tour. <laughs> they should have went away. <laughs> well, you know what? I tell you, what they, they just had that bout a couple of years ago where they won the NWA tag team titles. That yeah, was kind of fun. Good against the young bucks. It's like you know, it, it has been done where these guys in their late sixties and stuff are are still able to do one match. You know, obviously Flair they were talked about initially it was going to be a six man, so it was going to limit what he did, and they still made it a tag. It, 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 it would have been unbearable if it was a singles match. But the oh. one thing I did hear was Jeff Jarrett was in great shape and looked tremendous. He Jeff Jarrett actually looked absolutely amazing. He did. I mean, like I said, give credit to him. He he did a fantastic job. He and Jay Lethal both did a great job, and so did Andrade. You know, it was it was a very unique situation, and they they did the what best they, they could. To do. Yeah, but like I said, just you know, I just wish Rick would have been able would have stopped at his WrestleMania retire match, which retire is match. which was I mean, he, he was old then. It was that was an incredible 55. match. Five. When that match happened, and then he did all the stuff in Impact, and yeah, just, but, but no. the, the match against Michaels was amazing. Did you see what superstar Billy Graham had to say? No, I did not hear that. Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting that you know what he said because you know after the fact, Ric Flair talked about how after you know he had the after party and got drunk. And superstar Billy Graham took offense to it because he was talking about how all these doctors basically saved his life, and he just basically crapped all over him. And he's talking about getting drunk, and 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 the thing is, there's no value for Ric Flair. He wants to do what Ric Flair did when he was 25 years old. And superstar Billy Graham said uh, he lost all respect. Hmm. I think you know. I think he's he's bitter a little bit, but yeah. I think but I think yeah. he's absolutely right too. No, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Billy Graham is a guy who's who comes across as extremely bitter. But if you look at the big picture, the pacemaker and everything else, and the way he still conducts himself, that you hear about Ric Flair, that you know, a lot of people say maybe he has a death wish and he wants to be, you know, uh, Randy the Ram. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I was just gonna say hey, it's I, it's like the I mean it's like the wrestler the movie if you haven't seen that with Mickey Rourke. But I think it's it's more of Ric Flair just craves the spotlight, whatever. And he can't and, let it go. And, right, and if dying in the ring gives him the biggest spotlight, then that's what he'll do. He cannot let it's go like, of the nature boy. He yeah, can't. He either die in the ring or die on Space Mountain, one of the two. Yeah. I, I, just, I just, 
It's a, know, and I it's said, a shame. I, I can't. I I just don't want to see this. Yeah, again. I can't buy into it anymore. You know, it's 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 time. And someone, and I think the family after this, and and I, you know, because just seeing what Rick has done and how he's behaved over the years, he's probably thinking, you know what, I want to do more. I want to do more. And even though this was supposedly his last match. You gotta wonder, and and you gotta you know? believe in his head. He's like, I've earned it. I've earned the right to do whatever I want in this industry at this point. And to a to a certain extent, he's right. He has earned the the respect for what he's done for wrestling. He has, but it needs it's to his, stop at some it's point. His life, it's his life. You know, I can't wait to see Hogan and Flair one last time. So, now <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I, I I hate that phrase. I don't know why I said it, but yeah. So. Ric Flair supposedly rides off in the sunset. Conrad Thompson, son-in-law, made a lot of money. Good for him. Yeah, they said four hundred fifty thousand dollars live gate. They did all. They did uh, over twenty thousand pay-per-views. Boy, Impact must be cringing. They got to produce the show and saw what it was like for people to actually buy an event. <laughs> <laughs> and it was packed down there in Nashville. And they had, they had a, you know they had a great weekend. Starcast was a great weekend. Yeah, all and, those, they, and all it was those also, seminars and SummerSlam was right there too. Yeah, I mean you know, it was a great so wrestling DCW, weekend. DCW got a rub there; they got involved. It was, it was it was good business for everybody you know who was involved in it, other than Ric Flair. There's one other thing that I wanted to ask you guys about as you know we wrap up the discussion on that. If you looked at that card, there was literally somebody from every wrestling organization. Major wrestling organization in the world. You had New Japan guys. You had MLW guys. You had Impact. Lucha Libre. AEW. Everybody was there. FSW was represented. Mm -hmm. They were all there. Does this inspire anybody to start making a couple phone calls and say, my God, what would happen if we did a a two-week, two-day weekend or even a three-day weekend super card. And just for one time, we, we managed to put the egos aside and just put on some great wrestling matches, some dream matches for one weekend only every year and see what happens. You sort of like a WrestleMania. Yeah, but but <laughs> but in terms but taking it to another level. No, I I, I get what you say. I, I think the idea is brilliant. I don't know if they'll if they'll be able to put the egos aside to allow it to happen. I think you'd have too many people fighting saying, my guy has to go over. We'll do it, but my guy has to go over. You know, we we saw it just with AEW and New Japan. You know, it's like the the bottom line is if you take Ric Flair's match out of there, they don't get 2,400 buys. Everything was, it, it was almost like the old days in boxing. Nobody ever cared about the undercard. UFC is the one pay-per-view where you, that's what their sell was. You're going to see all these exciting fights. In boxing, it's always, it was always the the one match. It was, you know, Duran and Hagler. It was Sugar Ray Leonard and, and Tommy, Tommy Hearns. Hearns. Yeah. You know, and it was the one match sell. And whatever on there, if you got lucky and saw something good, great. But... In this situation, it, it makes it extremely difficult because, you know, we saw the, the turmoil of who's going over in AEW versus New Japan. It's like Jacob Fatu wrestled uh, for the Impact Championship. Well, he's an MLW guy. You know, you know he wasn't going to lose. And then they did a protected finish where it was a schmoz. 
and they didn't have their guy lose. So it ends up being uh, a bunch of schmazes, and unfortunately, you know, FSW has no problem putting people over. Hammerstone was actually supposed to be at the event too, but his flight got canceled. And, you know, Sin Bodie, you know, got to be one of the producers of the show. So it was a lot of good work. And, you know, talking with the people I know, you know, whatever your rate was, you probably could have tripled it. And that's what you were making on that show. So it was definitely great business. And it was, it was a great gig for everybody who got involved. Yeah, I would be fascinated to see if a phone call gets made. Well, I, I, I really think, I, would. I, I mean, think Joe he, made a. I think Joe made a huge point there, and 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 I think he's right. Unfortunately or unfortunately, that without the Ric Flair match, that that card doesn't do nearly. It doesn't do a quarter of the business that it did. So the idea itself doesn't work because it only sold that because of the novelty of Ric Flair's match. Well, what if you did? No, I mean, it, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking of dream matches you could have right now. To crossover organizations that would just be unreal. WWE would have to be the one involved, though. If WWE was involved, a thousand percent. And that's what I'm getting at is now with the new regime in in WWE, would there possibly be a willingness? I mean, it's you know you're you're pulling other people up, and and you don't sometimes like to do that, but at the same time, money's money. And a super card involving WWE, AEW, New Japan, and so on. Good Lord. Could you imagine what you yeah, could but would possibly... Yeah, would WWE make more money doing that show or just taking another gig in Saudi Arabia? That's that's the question. Yeah, I mean, because, eh. because it, it, would WWE allow, you know, John Moxley to go over Roman Reigns? Probably not. And that that's things you'd have to work out. I'm just saying you know, that, there, the, that there's a possibility you know, the there that somebody can make a ton of money if you do it right. Just saying. Well, WWE makes a ton of money. The thing is, if somebody did 50,000 pay-per-views, every company in the world would be through the roof. If WWE did 150,000 pay-per-views, they would be kind of like, oh, that, that was that was a failure. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a bring people together kind of guy here on the Mark Hoke Show. That's what we do. Fish is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, they did technically have a WWE guy on the show. While Karrion Cross beat uh, Davy Boy Smith. Well, and Jarrett is, and, 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 and Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett is, yeah. is in WWE as uh, the live events coordinator. Yeah, so. None of that. He was the guest special guest referee the day before in the Usos match. Right. And of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN one hundred one five FM seven twenty AM. I am Mark Hoke along with. Harmless, lovable little fuzzball over there, Andrew Fish Fiend. That's me. And Joe DeFalco, not so harmless, but of course in charge of future still stars lovable, of wrestling. Though, still lovable. Yeah. New Women's Champion crowned yesterday. That's right. Joe just had a card last night and uh, got a new got a new Women's Champ. So congratulations. Yeah, no, quick, quick little uh, cross story. Uh, we had booked Karrion Cross, Seven Cross, for uh, our next Mecca event, which was going to be October twenty second. So Wednesday. The rumors started flowing, and I texted him, and I'm like, hey, bro, you're going to be still working in October? You're going to be busy. He goes, uh, I'll let you know Friday. And then <laughs> after, after SmackDown ended, I said, uh, I guess I got my answer. So, <laughs> well, good for know, him. He said it was a very, very crazy 24 hours that led up to it. So from what I understand, 
that deal didn't come to fruition until Friday. Wow. And 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 that's one of the things WWE usually does a pretty good job of uh, is hiding people. Like when the Hardys came out at that WrestleMania, nobody knew they were coming out. When AJ I St- did. When a- you, know, you did, of course. You had inside info, though. When AJ Styles made his appearance at the Royal Rumble, no one knew that AJ Styles was making an ap- appearance at that Royal Rumble to, to join the company. They've done a pretty good job about hiding people coming in, coming back, or, or however they're going to do it. Yeah, so... Yeah, pretty exciting stuff there. Uh, AEW had a couple interesting things going on this week. Face turn. Oh, they're still on the. They're still on the air. Yeah, boy, did AEW get pushed by the wayside the last couple of weeks? Holy cow! But they're starting the build up to the all out pay per view same weekend as the Clash of the Castle. So Labor Day weekend, wrestling fans take the take those two days off. You're going to be a little bit busy between Saturday and Sunday. It, it was Saturday morning here on the West Coast for the Clash of the Castle. Yes. We'll be having breakfast with the breakfast with Drew McIntyre. Yes, <laughs> it should be fun. Um, I don't know. Is he, is he going to be able to chew? <laughs> he did take a but no, he took a beating he from carrying. He did take a beating. It was pretty brutal. Um, Young Bucks face turn. The 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 undisputed elite is no more. As the Young Bucks have been uh, were turned on by Adam Cole and Red Dragon. And Hangman Bobby Adam Page. Getting, yeah, Bobby Fisher's getting brutal there, too. Yeah. Hangman Page comes out, and the Hung Bucks are now reunited. Oh, good Lord. But obviously that done to set up the AEW Trios Championship, without question. Uh, Kenny Omega hopefully coming back here soon, too. We'll see where that all ends up. But, you know, an interesting turn back for the Bucks. Your thoughts on... Uh, the young, I thought the young I, Bucks being happy boys again. I thought that that was uh, the way they handled. It, I thought was done very well, but you kind of knew it was happening the way Adam Cole was speaking, right? And yeah. you know, I, I think I I think they're doing Adam Cole a disservice though because I don't think they're pushing him hard enough. I think he's a lot better than where they have him placed on the card. Joe, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm hearing that a lot of people aren't real happy with the Young Bucks lately. So, um, at least if they're working with their friends, I had a seat with FTR in them. And, yeah, Adam Cole, everybody was so excited about his uh, moving over there. And he's kind of been one of those lost-in-the-shuffle guys. So, maybe this is, you know, the catapult to, you know, get him back. Like Adam Page goes from being the heavyweight champion to being, you know, the third wheel. So, you know, they they're seeming to have some 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 inner issues because I've heard in the past, you know, if you're not in that Young Bucks click or you're not in the Tony Khan click, you're you know, you're in trouble, you know. So it's it's interesting to see like Right now, it's like you got Paige and the Young Bucks who have been perceived as, you know, monsters in AEW. And in all honesty, uh, Red Dragon and, and Adam Cole haven't been. So, you know, are they going to put them over to, to get them jump-started? You know, I don't know. It, it, to be honest with you, I'm not that excited about it. I will say this, though, and I know you guys have kind of frowned on the trio's championship they are setting up some interesting little groups for this tournament. I think this could be a lot of fun to watch. And I know I enjoyed when Ring of Honor had their had their six-man championships. They actually did a pretty good job with those. 
And I'm I'm wondering what this tournament's going to shape up to be. I think this could be a, an exciting little run of putting some fun six-man teams together and giving some guys some different stuff to do on the card. My problem with it is, it to me, it takes away from the tag team championship, having the trios championship. Fair enough. I don't know. I think it's a different dynamic, but... You know, that's kind of AEW-style matches, and you get a little chaos like the, the Young Bucks matches going on. I mean, you know, it's it's right up their alley. Yeah. So well, you, I, you know, they definitely need matches when they announce uh, uh, special shows that we're going to be on the next day without any promotion. Yeah, we, we just had Battle of the Belts on last night, which nobody won. Nothing really changed in there, but you know, still a decent hey, By the way, we got this big special. It's going to air tomorrow. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't promote Battle of the Belts. That was last well. night. I didn't even know it was last night. Yeah, yeah, I, it was taped they, too. They so. announced it on uh, basically Thursday or uh, they announced it on Friday that they were going to have a special on Saturday. Yeah, well, they 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 mentioned it before, but seriously, putting a lot of time into it. I yeah, did so. enjoy the Wheeler Yuta Chris Jericho match, and I, I can't. I do look forward to Jericho and Moxley. Yeah, Jericho. I'm telling you guys, I feel something coming on this. I do. I, I wonder if Jericho is going to end up winning this match. It's not going to shock me. We'll find out on Les Wednesday. Les champions. Coming back. All right. Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, thank you very much. Acknowledge us. You got it. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com, the website, and, of course, all those podcasts you guys download around the world. We appreciate it so much. We really do all over the place six different continents it is just amazing to see those numbers come in and where you're all listening to the show markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets guys we will see you next week thank you las vegas we'll catch you next time on kdwm 101.5 fm 720 a.m it's a schmoz no schmoz Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.